Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the City Rev Life podcast. Uh, I'm Pastor Craig. This is Pastor Roby, and we are continuing through our Tough Questions series. Yeah, and so today we're talking about a question that I think at some point every Christian wrestles with, and it's a good question to wrestle with, and it's an important one. It's what about the person who never hears about Jesus and there are those there are many people around the world that that is the situation if they never hear about Jesus what's what happens uh, to them after they die you know and and i think what's their eternal destination and we need to talk about that we're going to jump into that in just a second but this is really the last episode yes. of this series our last episode but there's a lot of questions we didn't cover. Yeah. And so if there are questions on your mind, if you're listening to this, there are questions on your mind that you would really like us to address, we'd love for you to leave a comment for us uh, and we'll cover some of these questions in the future. If you're listening on Spotify or in audio format, just hop over to YouTube. You can find it on our uh, City Rev website. Uh, find the link there. And we would love to have a comment from you there. Uh, and we'll tackle those questions on a future bonus, a bonus episode. episode. A bonus episode. Well, and the other thing is, if you're just listening, you can't appreciate how warm and cozy Craig is right now with his jacket. Yeah, I mean, you're hearing that? You can't see it. I mean, you, you might just hear the warmth of his voice, but yeah. it, you've got to see this jacket. So I would say if you're on you know, Spotify or Apple, you got to go to YouTube and, and watch it. Shannon so. bought it from me. It's from Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Well, that, there's Shannon for you. Yeah. She's the better half for sure. Yeah. Okay. Always, always, anyway, always. but let's get back to our tough question. We're talking today about what about those people who don't know about Jesus? Yes. And I, I think this is a um, it's not just those who don't know about Jesus, but also those who've never heard about right. Jesus. Right. And so I think that is that that's the question that we want to want to talk about and really want to wrestle through. And so. Um, I, I think let's start with this question. If you're listening to this, and I would also just say we've got to hand go into this subject. This is really sacred ground. I mean, this yeah. is there are people that each one of us know and love and love dearly um, that um, that don't know Jesus. Maybe they've heard about Jesus and don't know Jesus, and so we never, as believers, talk about this casually. No, and never we'll talk about it with uh, callous. I mean, this is as sacred ground as it gets really. Yeah. And I mean, it's an important question yeah. on the heart of so many of everyone. Yeah. We all know people who aren't following Jesus and we yeah. want to know what happens to them. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also, uh, you know, if someone's never has the opportunity to hear about Jesus around the world, you know, that's a, that's a very, um, tragic thing. Yeah. Um, just for their, I mean, just start for their own life, not their eternal life, but their own life. Yeah. We know Jesus has transformed our life. He's, he's freed us from so much where we're locked in. We find joy and find peace and there's all the promises and the fruit of living a life in, in Jesus. And so just not hearing about Jesus is not just about eternity, but it's just the abundance of life that he wants to flood into us. And so it's a tragedy from that standpoint, but also just from an eternity standpoint, eternity is real and yeah. heaven, uh, according to Jesus in the Bible and consistently throughout the Bible, there's no mistaking heaven is real. It is a, a place where we are in the presence of God. It is not a shadowy kind of ghostly existence. Right. If anything, it is more real than this is right. heaven is real. 
And the scripture is clear that hell is a real place as well. It is an it is an eternity away from God. And scripture uses, you know, there's imagery in the scripture like of fire and things like that. But I think theologically, the best way to understand it is it's a place without the presence of God. And and so um, it's important to Jesus. He talks about it a lot yes. in his gospels. It's an often a subject of his teaching. Yeah. And it is an I mean, it's a it's an uncomfortable thing. Yeah to talk about and yeah. to think about, but we don't have the option. I mean, it is, we've got to square up to reality and to truth. I think as adults, that's something yeah. we do throughout our lives as leaders, something we do. And so we've got to talk about that particular idea. So I think the best place to start with this question is to say, okay, if someone is in hell, yeah, what is it that, that contributed for them to be there? Why are they in, in hell? And I've asked this question to many believers over the years. And typically the answer that I get is, well, if someone is in hell, it is because they did not put their faith in Jesus. Yeah. And there's truth to that for sure. That is definitely like secondarily um, true, but there's something the scripture says that is a little bit more on the nose. If someone is in hell, first and foremost, it is because of their sin. Mm. And the wages of sin is death. That's what the scripture says. For we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and that's important because what that means is we all deserve hell. That is right. the where every human deserves. Everyone is fallen. We all deserve hell. And um, it, if we say that it's because they didn't choose Jesus, sometimes that can apply. And of course, there is a sense in which that is true. Right. But if we don't have the fullness of understanding that it is, it is the fact that we are fallen, that there's sin, it's rebellion against the God of the universe, the king of the universe. If we don't start with the fact that we all deserve hell, then sometimes it can infer that someone is innocent, that we yep. all start yep. innocent. And it's like we're all spiritually a blank slate. And then the question of Jesus is posed to us. And then what we do with Jesus determines heaven or hell, but we're not neutral. We all deserve hell. And it is only by the grace of God through Jesus that we're saved. And, um, yeah, I mean, viewing, viewing hell as our default destination, uh, really changes the perspective, right? If we think we're neutral before yes. God, it warps our perspective on who God is and who we are and yes. what we deserve. So to say we deserve hell is a strong statement, but I think it corrects our vision and corrects our view of God and of ourselves in this conversation. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, I mean, if you were to pull 10 people aside, a hundred people aside on the road and said, you know, do you deserve hell? I mean, the vast majority of people are going to say, I mean, it might be a hundred out of a hundred. The vast majority are going to say, well, I've been a pretty good person. God knows that I've done my best. Yeah, didn't kill anybody. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't rob any banks. But the place to start is to understand that that we're fallen. And so then that brings us back to our question. What about the person who's never heard about Jesus? And I think what the question is, is trying to pose is, what about the innocent person that has never heard about yeah. Jesus? I mean, like, I think if someone's saying, you know, some mass murderer or some evil dictator that's not the person they're thinking about. They're thinking about what about the innocent person that's never heard about Jesus? Right. They're just so far away from our world. Yes. And the ministry of the word that they've never heard about God. They, they're born in a different part of the planet. Right. And so they never heard about Jesus. Yes. What about that person? Some forgotten tribe in a right. jungle somewhere. Right. You know, or, or there, there's closed 
countries yep. that are not necessarily, it's not like a jungle tribe. They're, they've got, you know, technology, they're modern, but they're just closed to the gospel and they just never are exposed to it. Right. What about that? What about that person? That person. And I think in their mind is what about the innocent person? Not the, not the mass murderer. What about the innocent person who's never heard the gospel? And here's what we would, where we would say an innocent person who has not heard the gospel. Well, yeah, that person would go to heaven. The problem is there's no such thing as an innocent person. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. If someone was sinless and had never heard the gospel, they would go to heaven. That would be, uh, but only Jesus was sinless. And the Bible is completely clear. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is is death. And so the uncomfortable, um, the uncomfortable reality is that every human, that's what we're really yeah. wrestling with with this question yeah. is, is it just that every person is facing an eternity in hell? Because really what should surprise us is not why doesn't God save everyone? Yeah. What should surprise us is why does God save anyone? If that's the question that that we should be that we should be wrestling with. Right, but we have to think that that innocent person really doesn't exist. And that's hard for us, right? Because right? we don't we're we're very gracious in our own sense of, right. hey, you know, my bads aren't that bad. Right. Uh, but when we compare ourselves in light of God's holiness and his standard right. of perfection and sinlessness, then we start to see, okay, there is a wide gap right. that as sinful people, it's hard for us to understand how wide that gap is between us and the holiness of God. Exactly. And, um, and, and to really square up with this. And again, I mean, we're dealing with some of the most difficult parts yeah. of our faith, um, but it's, it's truth. And, and here's what I just push back. If someone's listening to this and you're like, look, I'm, I'm not, this, it's things like this that are the reason I'm not a Christian. And, and I would say it's actually things like this that make the, the, the faith of the Bible ring true. Mm -hmm. Because if everything just sounded great and sounded like was just music to my ears, yeah. it would, it would sound like it was written by a human. Like, how can I write a religion that's going to appeal to everyone? Yeah. But if there's hard, I mean, the reality has hard truths in it. And this is a hard, hard truth, but it rings true. Every one of us I mean, I have, I have three beautiful, wonderful children. You have a beautiful little girl yeah. and we, as parents, we can see like their selfishness, even in, in our beautiful, wonderful kids, we have to train their default. Their default is going to be selfishness yeah. and self-centered. We have yeah. to train character. We all have those kinds of things. And so this is why, but this is important because this is why there is a mission in scripture. Let yeah. me just read this out of um, Romans 10. Um, I'm going to read verse 14. How then shall we call on him in whom they have not heard? How then shall they call on him in whom they have not uh, they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. This is why we have a mission. This yeah. is why we're sent by Jesus as Christians. This is why evangelism and sharing our faith and being a part of a church that's reaching into our city is so absolutely important because God's instrument of reaching people is through other people. And that's what it says in Romans 10, 14. And so yeah. this is our mission. If not, if, if that person who had never heard about Jesus is off the hook, then this would be telling us the opposite, right? Right. We would just want to sit back and not go out into the world if that was the case. Yeah. Right? I mean, it reminds me of when I was in college and having conversations with a Mormon missionary uh, on campus. And I don't know if this is what all Mormons believe or just his understanding mm -hmm. of it, but 
at least what he told me in his understanding of it, is that uh, all people, uh, in his understanding of the Mormon faith, would stand before God, and those who had never heard um, about Mormonism, those that their mission missionary efforts had not reached, would get to stand before God and be offered a chance to accept the true teaching and to you know change their ways and enter into heaven. And I asked him, I said, well, then why, why are you telling me about your faith if if you didn't tell me and I didn't know, I could just go and hear it from God. And his response was, well, wouldn't it be easier for you to hear this now and accept this now before you stand before God? I said, no, like, that's not like, that wouldn't be right. Like that's, I would rather hear this from God. Yeah. I would know it's true. And you know, that, that is something that's, that's big. Yeah. Um, if you're standing before God, if he says anything, you're going to agree. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. if he's like, this is what's true. Accept this and, and, you know, come with me into heaven. Like, yes. Okay. I'm hearing it from the Lord, yeah. but that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what we believe. If that was the case, then missions wouldn't exist. Ministry wouldn't exist. Right. You know, we wouldn't go, people wouldn't ring themselves out trying to reach their neighbors right. or going around the world to, to share the gospel. It's, it's because we believe the truths of scripture about heaven yeah. and hell and about following Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. If, if it, if, someone who had never heard is off the hook, then actually the most loving thing would be to not tell them um, because then they would, you know, yeah. th then they would, it actually brings it into a balance and a question mark. It'd be better to leave them alone yeah. and remain um, ignorant. Um, and, but that's not what the scripture says. And so we're, we're called on, on a mission. And um, that's why we're so consistently told about our mission. And so, but here's where I, I think we got to bring this around um, in this, in this, um, in this episode, be encouraged. And I think yeah. we want to leave you with yeah. some, uh, to be, to be encouraged for starters. I would say it like this. First of all, there are, if you're interested in the subject, the likelihood is there's someone that you love and you know, personally that you're, you're concerned for their, their eternity. And here's what I would say. And here's how I operate with my life. I think probably you as well, Craig, you know, how I operate in my life is if there's someone that I am particularly burdened for and their, their salvation, it's someone I'm praying for and I'm looking for an opportunity to share my faith. I'm just burdened. I'm like, Lord, I want to see this person saved. I assume that the Lord is not done with them. Like those are all yeah. things cueing me that the Holy Spirit is, hey, I'm bringing you along to reach this person. Like I'm cueing that, that cues me that Romans 10, you know, 14 through, through, uh, 18 is, um, it is something he's going to enact in this person's life. That's like, uh, it actually gives me strong hope and not worry, but hope and expectancy that God is going to be drawing this person to themselves and that he wants to use me as one piece of their story. And so if there's someone that you're burdened about, like I cannot imagine this person not being in heaven, I would say one, take that as a cue from the Holy Spirit that he's got a story for this person yeah. and he wants to use you. And so keep praying, keep waiting for an opportunity, stay expectant and ha have a restful expectancy and hope that their story is not over and that God's going to work a miracle and turn a hard heart into a soft heart. Well, and I always try to remind people too, and, and myself when I'm feeling this way mm -hmm. is that you know, the person in your life that you are staying up at night, praying about, yeah. you know, weeping about, about their salvation. Uh, it's important to remember that they are created by God. Yeah. They are God's creation, beautiful being made in the image of God. And God cares about that person even more than, than you or I do. Yes. Right. Like if you're worried about your brother or your mom, like, like 
God cares about them and loves them even more deeply than we do. And God is a good judge and God is at work in the world and at work in our lives. And so I think that that sense of saying, okay, if I'm feeling burdened about that, maybe I am an instrument of God in this person's story and God is still working in them, right? God cares about them and we can rest in that knowing that God cares about that person. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, the one who has the power to save loves them more than we do. And, and so bear that in mind and, and to, and to be watchful for that. And I think maybe you're watching and you're like, actually, that's helpful, but I'm, I am actually burdened for that person who is in the tribe somewhere um, and doesn't know about Jesus. And so two things to that, first of all, uh, be encouraged. The, the word and the reports coming back from the mission field is a reminder that our God is way more active and involved than we even realize. And so just one example is in closed countries where especially there's a unique work that God tends to be doing in in closed Muslim countries right now. Many people are having dreams and visions of Jesus appearing to them and it's just happening like a different country. You hear these stories a a lot. A lot if you're listening to missions reports. And these people are not, it's not drawing them to faith, but it draws them to go find a Christian missionary who fulfills Romans 10, 14, where um, they, they are now coming to faith. And then that person then is part of a work to reach those people. It's like so, stories like, hey, I had a, I had a dream and yeah. a vision of Jesus and Jesus yes. told me to come talk to you. Yeah, like exactly. it's that kind of stuff. And then the missionary's like, okay, let's talk about Jesus, right? Yeah. And, and they introduce him to the faith. Yeah, I heard, I mean, some like miraculous, like he told me to come here to this corner of right. the city <laughs> right. and that I would meet someone yeah. and it's the missionary. I mean, like crazy stuff that um, that are happening a lot. And so just be reminded, God is very, very active. And then secondly, if, and this is gonna push some of you, if God is really stretching you to be concerned about the people groups that have never heard about Jesus, Mm. that might be the beginning of a calling to foreign missions. And so I wanna challenge you, if that's on your heart, that is a godly thing to have on your heart and every Christian should be concerned about that, working towards that. And honestly, I believe praying about that. God, are you calling me? We're called all to the ends of the earth. Both in in, uh, in 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 Matthew and in Acts, the commission is to the ends of the earth. Yeah. And so, Christian, if you've never stopped and prayed, Lord, are you sending me away from my home to share the gospel? That is a dangerous prayer that I think every Christian at some point needs to pray with sincerity and authenticity. Um, because, man, Jesus just said, hey, follow me. And that's pretty open-ended. So, yeah. But so what if it's someone pray. who it's not... It's not uh, more generic. It's not about the ends of the earth yeah. for them, but it's someone saying, hey, you know, I have a neighbor, I have a friend, yeah. I have a family member who I'm I'm concerned about. You know, they don't know Jesus and they feel almost frozen. Like, I don't know what to do. Where do they, where yeah. does that person start? That's good. Um, I would say just very simple, um, based on the reality that heaven and hell are real and the reality that you have been entrusted with the hope of the gospel, it's time to get busy. And here's what that looks like. Pray, pray consistently, pray for years, pray fervently for their soul and look for an opportunity. Um, For some of you, you take a lot of initiative and you beat the door down. It's not up to you. It's up to the Holy Spirit. So you may need to pull back a little bit and wait for the opportunity and not push it farther than is the Holy, than the Holy Spirit wants. Can I just, can I interrupt you with with a story about that? Uh, I remember there was a friend in my life who we were good friends for a long time and I, you know, he was far away from Jesus and I was worried about it and would talk 
to him often about yeah. Jesus and just, it was kind of like a brick wall. And I remember one time getting this prompting, probably talking to somebody and they said, Hey, like how often do you pray for him? Mm. And to my shame, not very often. It was kind of like evangelism was something I was doing, but my prayers, you know, he just wasn't really yeah. part of it. So I made a commitment to start praying for him. And I know the Lord doesn't work like this in every case, in every story, but in about six months, he decided to work with this uh, uh, charity and he ended up like traveling the country with like six Christians from New Zealand who just preached to him for months and months and months and months and built this relationship with him wow. and ended up calling me one day saying, hey, I accepted Christ kind of out of the blue only a few months after I started praying for him. And it, it was a reminder for me of like, man, prayer, prayer in this case really works. Yeah. Like I'm talking to the God of the universe about someone he loves about yes. his creation salvation. I love that. Yeah. And you're, it, it, that's a really good story, Craig. The idea is you're not going to argue someone into faith. Right. You're not going to beat right. them down, uh, browbeat them into faith. Only the Holy Spirit can do that work. And so um, pray and and wait for the opportunity. Some of you, maybe that's you're too strong in the initiative, but some of you might also be too strong on the waiting. And maybe the where you need to be challenged is to take a risk. Push the conversation a little bit. See where it goes. If they if they throw the walls up, okay, you back off and you keep yeah, waiting. But yeah. so for some who tend to wait, maybe take more initiative. For so those who are maybe taking too much initiative and being too strong, wait on the Holy Spirit. Both of those are godly responses. But in light of this question, I think the, the most important thing that we need to realize is, is God loves the people around us and around the world more than we do, but he has called us to get busy. Right, and he's got a plan, and it's it starts with prayer. It starts with being obedient and listening to the promptings of the spirit, seeing what God is doing and, and trying to be obedient to God in our interpersonal relationships and conversations and point people to Jesus. So I think that's a big part. I would say, you know, for another person who's worried and concerned about their neighbors and their town and the people around them, a great place to get involved would be with your local church. Yeah. And so I know maybe if you're listening to this, maybe you are connected here at City Rev or maybe you're connected somewhere else uh, or maybe you're not connected you know, to a church at all. Um, I would encourage you to do that, to be part of a community yeah. of faith, uh, to have people around you who share your same convictions, who will you know, stir you up, as the Bible says, to do good works, uh, who will remind you of the importance of the mission that's in yeah. front of us. Uh, and that will be involved in ministries reaching our city. Like how much more effective are we when we're working together yeah. to reach our neighbors rather than just me out on my own in yeah. my neighborhood, but rather the the work of the church and the community behind us is saying like, hey, what can we do to make this easier to reach people? Yeah. You know, we need others. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Well, we hope that this series has been an encouragement to you and that this episode has answered some of those questions. And yeah. uh, man, I hope you go over to YouTube if you're not already there. Give us some more questions that we can that we can address in a bonus episode. But thanks for being a part and joining the uh, City Rev Life podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org slash podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.